All right, let's get this started, okay? Okay. When you Welcome post- to Let's Talk. Uh, can you be quiet? We're going to get this started. What do you want to post? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's okay. What would you say? When you post, do the video show on the post or just the voice? No, we're not okay. doing videos. Just because we look crazy sometimes. Just, um. Ever look crazy. I was going to say, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't, I was trying to include me, but I really wasn't talking about me. Uh, oh, okay. okay. So you're saying you look crazy. <laughs> so okay. You weren't even saying we, you weren't speaking French. You look no, crazy. I'm speaking French. I said sometimes. Anyway, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Welcome to Love Talk. Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy Hines. And with me today, I have my girls, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. What's up, ladies? Good evening. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Tracy. How are you, ladies? Good, good, hey. good, good. How are you all? Doing great. Hanging in. Hanging in there. So what's going on in life? Leslie, you're my first person I want to ask because I'm going to mm. use you for this. Tell me what I need to know in politics. Oh, in politics. Wow. Yes. That was fast. Okay. There's a lot going on in politics, a lot that we need to be um, mindful of. Um, what, what, what I'm noticing is that a lot of the polls are starting to swing in different directions, leaning favorable towards the Democrats. And I think it has a lot to do with the recent bills that, um, they were able to pass as it relates to the environment, as it relates to student loans. So people are starting to feel like the Republicans are hearing them. And then also we have the whole idea of a woman's right to choose that's being um, put out there as a talking point for the the Democrats. And the Republicans are really struggling and scrambling to um, uh, come up with their talking points to combat this favoritism that seems to be going on right now. They want to be able to uh, say that what we do works for the country. Um, how dare you want your student loans forgiven? Why should the taxpayers pay for that when um, you know you as a hardworking individual? going to pay for someone else's debt. But what they fail to realize is that somebody on the Democratic side is really on their game as it comes to messaging because they threw out there all of the politicians that took out these PPP loans for millions of dollars that were forgiven. And the taxpayers have to assume that in some kind of way. So why not pass that practice on to something else? If it works Correct. for the goose, it's good for the gander. Now, one person that I follow and I love, love, love her is, um, oh gosh, she was on, what is her name? Light skin, blondish color hair. It'll come to me. I hate being a senior because I'm having parts <laughs> all over the place. All over the place. Don't I you worry, girl. It happens to us all. Um, I had a question while you're looking. Maybe you can okay. um, say it and then you can address it. With the Roe v. Wade, right? Isn't mm. each state deciding how they're going to implement? Because I know I voted. Yeah, I voted last week and I voted for a candidate that said 
they were interested in um, allowing Florida women to choose. So I don't know if that's what you were speaking about when you brought that up, that there's going to be a lot of that going on. Well, each state is doing something different. That's what the Supreme Court did. They kicked it back to the states. Y'all decide. So you have a state like Kansas, right? They put that question on the ballot during an off period where they didn't think voter turnout was going to be that great. But somebody was on their game, got the message out, and they were able to vote that women should have the right to choose. So somebody was really smart about that. Each state will do something different. It's not necess- It's not that they will necessarily put that question on a general election mm-hmm. um, uh, time to vote. They may throw it in there at some off time of the year when people are don't are not accustomed to voting and right, have right. the normal people that come out and vote and vote it down. So you have to pay attention to what's going on in your state to make sure that you're making a sound decision because they're getting very tricky about it. They're hoping that you're not paying attention. That's the That's idea. What not Republicans are hoping for. Why can't I remember this name? Her gosh, this lady this- on the View. Mm-hmm. That's who you're talking about? No, 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 no. She was on, um, what's that show with um, Issa Rae? The light skin one. What's her name? Oh, yeah. I I never watched that. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Anyway, let me, while I'm looking, what she was saying is that, you know, that's a bunch of nonsense that people are trying to equate that. Um, your taxes are going to pay for loan forgiveness or anything that goes on in this country because taxes pay for everything. And when we pay taxes, we're hoping that the greater society is improved by what we're doing. So if the greater society is improved by helping to reduce loan debt or to abolish loan debt, we're doing what society should do. We should be elevating education and giving those people an opportunity. What happened was that education just went off the rails and the cost of education got so crazy and everybody's loaned up to their eyes just to get an education. But if you bring it back to times where we as African-Americans still had to pay our taxes and couldn't even utilize some of the services that we had to pay taxes for. If you bring it back to the 40s and 50s, we had to work, pay taxes, in the 60s, couldn't utilize a, a public pool because it was against our, uh, against the uh, Civil Rights Act, not the Civil Rights Act, it was against Jim Crow laws. So we were always paying for taxes for things that we couldn't benefit from anyway. So right, for right. asking people to pay taxes is always supposed to be for the greater good of the society and that we all should be able to eat whatever it is to help out whatever the cost is, because we all benefit in the long run. If you have somebody that's taken out a, a loans to go to law school, we have more lawyers, we have more doctors. If we don't allow people to get these educations and take the weight of the expense off of their backs, then you're going to have people who are less likely to go to school and do other things. Then we don't have the professions that we need in this country. Yeah. Right. So your overall message is to pay attention when we're dealing with politics. Pay attention. Pay attention. And see what's there. Amanda, what is her last name? Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals. That's what Oh, okay. Yeah, she's good. I I like her. Amanda Seals. And she is on, she is smart, funny, and black. She's got a, a 
a game show or a show, if you will, that um, she hosts many different people and they talk about all different types of black issues and she brings it to you raw. Like if you listen to her on a regular basis, she's on Instagram. She brings it. I was going to ask you, is she on IG? I'm going to look for her and follow her. Amanda Seals. And Mm -hmm. she helps shape my understanding and perspective. So that's who I'm following. And then of course I'm watching the news and, other things that are going on. But yeah, we have to pay attention to what's going on in, in our individual states, what affects it's because, us. It's because of you and the passion that you carry for politics that I, um, because initially I wasn't uh, interested in who was running, but because of, I think our last show, it got a lot of likes and we were heavy in politics on the last show. I said, let me find out who's running and read up on these people. So Thank God that you are passionate because I did read and I was able to make some educated selections mm-hmm. and just going in the booth. Then, you know, you know how it was in school. You just check everybody, any box that you thought looked pretty or whatever. Right. So, yeah. Thank you. And my time. husband changed his political affiliation back to Democrat. <laughs> so, you know what? Last week, too, we talked about keeping ourselves accountable. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm falling a little behind because I haven't had an opportunity yet to see where I can pass myself around so that I can kind of give back a little bit and get involved. Um, I don't know if you guys were able to get something under your belt yet. Terry, you? You know, I'm holding myself accountable by doing what Leslie said, which is paying attention and making sure that um, when elections come up in my um, I was going to say state, but D.C. is not a state, but I'm paying attention to the candidates and I'm making sure that when I'm voting, it's a an informed vote and not just, oh, let me just pick somebody out of the sky. Um, D.C. Same. is heavily Democratic. However, you know, everybody has certain um, platforms that they run on. So I think it is important for people to stay, just stay awake. Um, It's important. And then for the people that, if you have family that lives in other states, making sure that you inform them about what's going on. If you hear anything that's going on in North Carolina, Florida, South Carolina, um, so that they can get to the polls as well. So it's just helping everybody um, that you know, stay woke and get out to the vote. Mm Mm-hmm. It ain't yeah. easy. I um, initially I had started uh, training for to be a, a court appointed special advocate for youth. Mm-hmm. And then I had some mishaps about I was we were considering moving and we changed our mind. And so I kind of let that go to the wayside. I think I'm going to pick that back up and attend my training sessions again and become a court-appointed advocate. Uh, The training was really interesting in what they want you to do in terms of helping the youth because this, I mean, with all of these rights that they want to take away from women and they don't even want to fix what's wrong with the people who actually exist, right? Get involved with if y'all are so busy with your pro-life and you don't want anybody to have an abortion, take care of the lives that exist. There are so many kids that are in the foster care system. There's kids that are, that can be adopted. You've got to be, I mean, there, there's so much that's going on. Kids are going to school hungry. 
They, you know, people are not doing what they say that they, if you are a pro-life person, you should put, support the life that currently exists and stay right, out of everything. Right. And so I'm, I'm thinking about getting back to doing the child, um, the court appointed special advocate so that I can just be a voice to a young person that's going through the system. Okay. I, I haven't decided what I want to do yet. I think because after reading who the candidates were in my town, there were um, quite a few black candidates, which I was surprised because I don't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time. So I was glad that I did the work and I looked at what, and I don't want to just vote for black people because they're black people. I want to mm-hmm. vote for black people same that I have and some of the things that they want, like I want. So I was able to do that. So I think I'm going to try to find out this one lady that I saw and see how I can do something in her circle to volunteer and get more involved in politics so that, um, is this you know, a local election or? Um, yeah, it was a local election. Our uh, local elections were here for our mayor. I know you got and, Val Demings running for um, Senate so she can replace little Marco Rubio. Can't hear your sound. You can't hear my sound? I just heard now, it. Now we hear it. I'm multitasking. You know how us Virgos are. We have a lot of stuff to do. We got to get everything done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little Marco Rubio needs to be replaced. Your stupid governor needs to be replaced. Yeah, I'll go, but you know who it is? But the one that just is. You're going in now. You're going in now. And now that he's trying, they're trying to bring him back now as a Democrat. I didn't hear what you said. Rick Rick Scott. Oh, okay. Rick Scott. Sorry, I said Christy. Rick Scott. Yes, he was in there is before. It, is it Christy? It might be Christy. I don't know. Rick Scott. Let me look. You know what? Let me look because you know I'm not. And Val Demings, who is trying to unseat Marco Rubio, definitely do some um, research on her. Mm-hmm. And she ain't nobody's joke. No, she was part of the um, the impeachment hearings. So yes. I would like to see serious. a debate between her and uh, Rubio. That would be nice. So it's uh, Charlie, Charlie Chris is who I was talking to. Charlie Chris. Okay. Did you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have something very interesting. I think we uh, alluded to it in our last meeting in Maryland. We have Currently, we have a Republican governor who doesn't support the Republican candidate who is running because he's very Trumpy. And I'm going to be mad as hell if I wake up on election, the day after election day, and that Republican governor won. I'm going to be really mad. I'm going to blame everybody that I think didn't vote. That you think didn't vote? Yes. I'm I, I still think the Democratic candidate for the Maryland governor has a great chance, though. So. Westmore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hopeful that he will win. Yeah, I don't even know the Republican candidate's name. I haven't even. Well, that's why I'm saying I think Westmore has a better chance. Nobody's even heard of that guy. Right. And I'm only familiar with like stuff that's going on on the East Coast. Like, I don't know what's going on in middle America or even on the West Coast. It's like, I guess maybe because of the news that I get and what I'm hearing. I don't even know what's going on. I just know that there's a lot of states that are being that that are 
using the right to change abortion laws like crazy. And I just saw on um, the Joy Reid show, this woman who was pregnant and she had every intentions to get pregnant and keep this baby was told that her baby was deformed and his the baby's skull was not going to form. And this baby, if the baby went to full term, would survive maybe hours or a week at most, but with no skull, he had no chance of viability. And she lives in Louisiana and no doctor will touch her in the state of Louisiana. I heard that story also. And that's sad. And those are the things that I think when you're talking about overturning a, something, you don't think about that scenario. The only thing that people think about in that overturning our Roe v. Wade is that women are just going around haphazardly having sex and getting pregnant. And then instead of taking birth control, they say, oh, just have an abortion. And that's not what all abortions are about. You know, I, that's what I feel. I feel like they made that decision based on what they don't even know. It's it's stupid. It's just dumb. So where did she have to go? Did they say where she had to go? Or where she's she not revealing that. She's secured a place where she's going to go. She did her research and she plans to terminate sometime this week. But I hope they don't harass her and try to arrest her when she comes back. I know, right? You don't know. <laughs> exactly, this is going to be Because that's crazy. crazy. It's craziness. What else is going on in the news that we need to talk about? I saw there was another mass shooting at a supermarket. Where was that? I believe it was Oregon over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who and the, the shooting was dead. Uh, it didn't, I didn't go all the way into the article because I just read it like maybe 30 minutes before we got online. I just kind of skimmed I have it. been watching the US Open. I watched last night, Serena. Ooh. Serena oh is, my. you know, she's it. She's it. She's the GOAT, okay? She is the GOAT, but I yeah. think she's trying to retire again. She's trying to go out. No, she is. She did say she that is. this is her last year. Um, playing tennis. She wants to pursue all the other good things in her life, fashion and business and partnerships with Venus and raise her daughter, her, her and her daughter. I don't know if you saw last night, had on the same exact outfit. From they do that her. all the time. They're on Instagram and I see them and it is so cute. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've been watching. She'll be back on tomorrow night, Wednesday night, playing again. And yeah, I'm just enjoying that they did a special ceremony for her just to celebrate her career. And she's just been great. It's, it's phenomenal when you looked at the montage of what she has done and how long she's been in the business. It's it's very inspiring. And especially for um, brown girls, you know, what mm-hmm. she's done for mm-hmm. tennis. I she's know amazing. that her and her sister are grace personified. The way that people attacked them since they were little girls and they never came out with the F you or right, right, right. What? I never. I mean, they may have thrown a tennis racket or two and crashed it, but you know, they could have done so much more because people were mean to them, very mean. Yeah, yeah. Especially you're you're groundbreaking in a sport, and you have people that don't think you deserve to be there, and you're from Compton of all places. Right, um, and you're trained uh, by your father, and your father's walking around. They Everybody did a great job. Mom and dad did a great job because, like you said, they never, the Compton side really never came out. Like, every <laughs> once in a while when she would win, she would do a crip walk. So you saw yeah, that. I saw um, that every once in a while. <laughs> but um, other than that, you know, I think some of it went on behind the scenes. I think the fact that they lasted so long, they were checking people behind the scenes. You just didn't I hope so. It. I really yeah. hope so. 
Because sometimes you've got to get that out somewhere. Because you got to, you know, you got to give people a certain look. Sometimes all it takes is a look. And right. Know, and then they say, okay, I'm not, she's not one to be met. So I think, you know, I think, um, and, you know, Serena's not no tiny woman either. She's six mm -hmm. foot and very solid. I think all she had to do was give a look or two. And that was it. Even like their it. opponents were nasty to them. Some of them like. Oh, yeah. Oh, people they played. Yeah. 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 One. I forgot the lady's name. That's how unimportant she is. The came out and she put something in her breast to make her boobs bigger. And then she put like something in her backside to make her butt look bigger. And she was prancing around the court, like imitating. I want to I want to say Serena. I'm like, how disrespectful is that? It is disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. I mean, but it's it's jealousy and hate, and mm -hmm. you know, that's what people do when they're jealous and hate. Even male players, um, some of the white male players had problems with all of the media attention Serena was getting. I remember a couple of years ago, he made a one of the players uh, made a comment. He was like number ten or twelve in the world. He's probably dropped down to like seventy in the world now. But he was complaining about all the media attention she was getting, but. There's no way to debate that she is not the GOAT when it comes to tennis. So right. is, is Venus right. still playing or she's retired? She, no, the last she's time playing. I saw Venus playing, it was not pretty. It really Yeah, she's you know, her skill has, you know, kind of gone down, but I think they're actually gonna be playing in, in the doubles in the US together. Open. Well, together. So yeah, okay. Venus is still playing. He said yeah, the she's next still time, playing, but it wasn't pretty the last time I saw her. When's the next time um, Venus is, I mean, Serena's playing? Serena plays again tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Tomorrow. Okay, I have to look yeah. for that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to watch it. It's historic. This is going to be the mm -hmm. last time that she's and, playing right. as a singles player. She may continue with doubles, but she says she's retiring. So, yeah, it's historic. My goes off to anyone that could play when they were pregnant, right? I vomited for the first trimester <laughs> of my pregnancy. So I might have been vomiting playing. Vomiting. I, my hat goes off to her. Yeah, like, it takes a lot. She's a strong woman. She, mm -hmm. She's very strong. And she, you know, you look at how they grew up. You guys saw um, King Richard, that movie, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, And you've heard the stories and you've read autobiographies about them. They grew up with some really strong parents that had rules mm -hmm. and strict regulations. So I think that's where it, it, and they, they had a lot of support. I, I can't remember how many sisters there were, but there was at least what four or five sisters. Four or five, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Being, uh, Serena could have been a statistic as it relates to her childbirth, yeah. because she had a horrible situation happen to her. Doctors were not listening to her. She's complaining, saying something was wrong, and she actually had something wrong. She could have died. Yeah. And yeah. that's what happens to black women. That that did you get a chance to watch that um documentary? I did. I did, watch did you that. see that? I did. I did. Was, yeah, it was that good. not heartbreaking? Yeah. It was heartbreaking. However, sad to say it wasn't surprising. Black people right. have always gotten substandard medical care. And it right. always happens in the poor rural areas or in the urban inner cities. It's the same story. So it wasn't surprising because where was it in the Brooklyn section? Um, I forgot what section, East New York, Brooklyn, mm -hmm. which, you mm -hmm. know, that's urban. And then it was the, the lady was either in Alabama or Tennessee or where Mississippi, which has the lowest rate of um, 
successful births for women and it's the poorest yeah. town. It's it's always the same thing. It's just amazing how there's so much about our community that we don't know and we don't experience on a regular basis. And I was listening to, I, I see, this is what happens when you are home recuperating and working from home. I was listening to Laree Favors Daniels, Laree Daniel Favors. I don't know, I get it wrong. And she was on there today and she had her husband on the show and they were just talking about the black experience and everything that um, just goes along with it. And the idea, she, they used a term called Sankofa knowledge, which means in order to know where you're going, you've got to know your history so that you don't repeat the same mistakes because a lot of stuff that, is going on today has happened in the past and there are remedies there's things that if we knew that that was a past history we would not be ready to fall in line and fall for it again so you've got to know your history you got to know what happened in our past so that we can correct and make things better going forward there's so much that the black like they made a statement i'm like you know what damn it i never even thought about it like this we send our kids to where we think are the best places to educate them or we want them to be in the best places for education. And we're sending, in some situations, we're sending our kids to places where they don't even like us, right? But we think that that's the best. You will never see a Jewish family send their kids to a school that is being run by Nazis. But we don't have a lot of our own institutions in place because in order for us to go it alone, we would have to start from scratch. And it's easier to figure out where's the best place to send your, your kid to school than to develop and start your own school. So now we've got these kids that we want to put them in a better situation that we have, but we might be throwing them to the wolves in the sense that you can't teach somebody that you don't like. And it was a big controversy with the, um, I want to say, is it Brigham Young University and the volleyball team? And, and they went to go play. Uh, I forgot what school it was that they went to go play. But when they got there, they harassed these young Black girls terribly. And it's, it's slowly but surely hitting the media about the harassment that they went through and all because they're playing for a sports team. And a lot of these schools, especially if it's, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I don't have all the correct words, but a lot of these, um, what do they call the, the, the churches? The um, Christian academies? Not Christian academies, like um, the Brigham Youngs and the, like, what are they? Lutheran Episcopal Catholic. Not the name of the denomination, the whole group, like they, they're, um, as far as public, uh, as far as politics are going, what do they call them? Evangelicals. I'm sorry. I couldn't get the word out. A lot of these schools that are run by these evangelicals, they want people to come play, people of color. They want their talent, 
but all they want them to do is shut up and dribble or shut up and play ball. And they don't want to know anything else about them. They don't care about them. And they, they, no, they're trying to save their sports programs. That's what they're trying to do, but they're doing it at our expense. And then our kids think because they're giving them a free ride, right? It's nothing for them to give a student a free ride, but to get there and then, Imagine if you sent your child clear across country because you think this is the best thing for them and they're going through these situations that are, are detrimental. It's like they're being they're being harassed. They're being Yeah, I think um, you know, again, it's about being a woke parent and making sure before you send your kid all the way across country to one of these schools that you make them aware of that number one because you know, the Hopefully the kid does benefit and get a free education and, and comes back to their community and, and gives back to their community uh, with the degree because not all, everybody's going to the NFL or the NBA. So um, hopefully they can come back, bring that degree and bring that knowledge back so everybody gets woke and stays as woke as Leslie. So, I mean, as benefits, but, you know, the parents do need to make sure that the parents are woke and just don't send your kids out there and you're just being used as a mule. No, go get your education. Be aware that evangelicals can be just as racist as, um, you know, other uh, non-evangelicals and make sure that your child doesn't um, get tied up into that because it is real. Well, you know, that's what they were saying. That One of the young ladies that was a part of this team that was being harassed, I would imagine that her parents and her her village are very woke because one her godmother spoke on the show today and she's running for some um, judge position. And I, I don't remember the woman's name. I don't remember what state, but she was a godmother to one of the young ladies that was being harassed. Her mother is a prominent woman in whatever she does. So you think you're making these these decisions. And they even interviewed a couple of the uh, students that go to these type of universities and they thought that they could go and handle it. And just like you said, Terry, get their education and move on. They didn't realize how mean-spirited these people really are. Yeah, so, there's a lot of evil people out it, there. You don't know, and if you don't have the type of child that's going to either defend themselves or is going to confide in you, you don't know what your child may be enduring. Yeah, you don't know. You you don't know what, and it's unfair to even put them in those positions. I went to an all white. When you go for the visits, you know the visits are going to be performed so that you can look and think that everything is wonderful. It's hard to tell. That's why you, you need to go. You have to make the adjustment if and when it happens. I went to an all white school, and I've I had you know, racial slurs hurled at me. I had um, people try and spit on me. I had people talk trash, but they would only cut, they would only do it from afar because I, I was like, they didn't know Terry. They if, if, didn't. They, if they came within two feet, they were going to get <laughs> Hempstead, New York for real. <laughs> um, so you just have to, you have to make sure your child before they leave your house is aware that it's possibility because um, it may happen, it may not, and then just be prepared. And then you have to make a decision, you know, when it happens, whether you want to leave or transfer or tell the media. Things are better the, these days because the media is actually listening to us when we tell people that these things happened years ago. It's like, whatever. Yeah, um, we got no plan. Now we have some attention and we need to use that to our advantage. 
I know that there was, and I can't name the school, I don't know the child's name, but he was offered to go to several different schools and they did their research and he, and he was like a top player for whatever sport he was in. And he turned them down and went to a HBCU. He could have probably wrote his ticket to go to whatever sports team or whatever. And he's probably still a viable person, but he mm -hmm. is not wasting his talent at a school that doesn't love him. And I can that appreciate love that. Him. That makes yeah. sense. That even if it's free, I still don't want to go there because you don't really like me. You're exactly. using me. And I can take my talents and go to a school that does like me and the, is not using me. The people, the, 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 the thing that used to be said at home, the quiet thing that they used to say about black and brown people at home, everybody's feeling so comfortable to come out in these streets and act any way they want and say whatever they want. And they're being so abusive from afar, like you said, Terry, to some people, right? Because they really okay. can't handle the heat when the heat is really heaped up on them. You, Not me and my wrong. husband, like, I I forgot what comedian said it, but we live on the wish factor. Like, I wish I would. <laughs> so they know yeah. who to go to. Yeah. We live for that. So, you know, I talked to both of you individually, and I thought that it would be nice. You know, Terry, you've been a CPA for how many years? Um, I became a CPA in 1990. So that's a long time that you've been. Yeah, a don't tell my Leslie, age. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. And Leslie, you've been in HR for how long? And a master's degree in that too, right? Yeah, a little over twelve years in HR, but I've been in higher education for close to twenty-four years. That's crazy, and we never talk about what we do at work. So this week, I'd like I'm going to start with Terry. You know, if there's something that you would like to share about finances on a personal level that people can use and help them in their life if they're struggling with their finances, even if they're not struggling, they just want to know how to get the maximum use out of their finance. What kind of advice would you give? Um, there's so many things to talk about, but I can go back to this whole education thing. Um, you know, when I'm doing financial counseling with people, it used to shock me the amount of student loans people were graduating with. I mean, these are six figures. And if you went to mm -hmm. graduate school, it was close to 200,000. So undergrad degree, 80 to 100,000 in student loans. If you went to graduate school, 150 to 200,000 in student loans. That is just ridiculous in today's it is. economy. Um, so if I could give a tip right now, it, it, it's, it's about starting earlier in terms of, um, making sure you have a good plan for how, if and when you need, you want your child to have a higher education, because I just don't believe people should be getting into that much debt. Um, and then with this economy, not necessarily being able to reap the ben benefits or that, or even you become a dentist, let's say. And so you go to dental school, you're now a dentist and you have student loans of 150,000 you are probably going to be paying that 150000 and back for the remainder of your dental uh, career. Um, and does that make any sense? Um, 
there are so many other fields out there where you can get like an IT certificate. You don't even have to go to school and still come out and make 80,000 with a, a four month IT certificate. So I say all of that to say, number one, know your child. Number one, know what their interests are. Don't make them go to dental school or medical school or law school. If they don't even have the aptitude for that, you're going to waste your money. They can make a lot of money. Girl, these these girls out here braiding hair right now are killing the game. They making six figures braiding They hair. are. They are. And so um, the, the economy has changed. You don't necessarily need to get a degree, but if you want to pursue that, Try not to um, go into so much debt. I just think that is just, it makes no sense. And I, I just, if people ask me ahead of time, I say, try and keep your kids in the, the um, most inexpensive school, or if you're in a really good location, a free school, um, and then save your money for college so that you're not getting all of these loans and coming out with six figure debt because it's it's kind of it just strangles you having all of that debt. Um, mm-hmm. I just know personally because I had a friend that graduated from Howard. She went to dental school. She came and set up her dental practice. She had to go into debt for the dental practice because she had to be buy all of the dental equipment and the stuff that does the x-rays and the drills and all that. So she had to get more debt to set up her dental practice. And, you know, 20 years later, she's still paying down all of these loans, you know, and she's working like, like crazy um, as a dentist. So I, that for me is the, the thing that most bothers me right now is just seeing how much debt people are coming out of school with. And if you can do it another way, Um, There's all kinds of trades that are really making a lot of money and you do not need to get into debt. So you're not saying this to say, you know, don't go to college, but there's an alternative to doing that. Some of these um, things that you can do, too, is like starting getting some college credits while you're in high school. So, yeah. And then straight out of high school, go into a community college where it's a little less expensive and get yeah. your associate's degree and then yeah. move on to an institution for a four-year mm-hmm. school to get your bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And just, it's not, we're not saying don't go to school, but there are other ways of going to school. So you're not coming out with, with debt. You know, everybody has always asked me, Trace, how come you haven't gone back to school? And my main reason is I don't want to, but the finances, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, a lecture learner. I need to be in it doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. So my little degree that I have is enough for me and I'm doing pretty good. So I, mm-hmm. I like that advice, Terry. That's good. And then also Thank one you. thing I will say um, at our community college, we have a program that's highly competitive. It's a uh, high school on our campus. And in the four years that they go through this cohort, they graduate with a high school degree and an associate's degree. So those are programs that people, like you said, yes. taking courses during um, high school so that you can phrase some of the costs to that uh, higher degree. Definitely right. look for that. And I would say and, 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 um, get on your game and look for money. Look for scholarship money. Look for um, loans that are, uh, I don't know, interest free or like there's there's so many different there's things. a lot of money out there yeah there's and it, it does i think i have a girl that does this you know she's really good at that i think i'm gonna follow up maybe next month 
and have her on because she's really good at finding money. She's put mm-hmm. four. And I don't believe that they are in this dire strait where they have no money left or anything. I think they were able to get their kids to write some essays and get multiple scholarships. You know, people look at a scholarship and they think, oh, I only can get one, but you get a hundred dollars there, a thousand here, four thousand over there. It adds up at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And, and remember know- the filing dates for those scholarships so that you can apply again within that time frame. And again, again, it goes down to your child knowing your child because they they need to do a lot of that work on their own. Um, yep. But that that's going to help to prepare them for college as well because you know they will have done the research and you know crossed every T, dotted every I. It's going to be nothing uh, but help them be a better student in college. So yeah, go go for that money, but don't come out of school with six figure debt. There's, there's other options out there. Yeah, that there's other options because, you know, the chances of you making those six figures right away to pay that back are slim. You got to start somewhere and work your way up. Anyway. Well, yeah, and if you make the six figures, you want to buy a car, you want to buy a house. I mean, right. it's not That's all right. going back to paying that debt. It's, exactly, exactly. So it's 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 a lot. So, Leslie, I'm going to come to you being in mm-hmm. HR and um, hiring and getting candidates to be interviewed and all of that, what advice would you give someone who is just getting started looking um, for work and they're overwhelmed with all of the means and all of the different ways that you can get to find work with it's Indeed, it's Facebook, or it's, um, what is that other one? LinkedIn or whatever it is, whatever platform you're on. Mm -hmm. What's to look for a job? What would you recommend? I would recommend getting a strategy, first of all, knowing like the type of industry that you want to go into and figure out what are the things that people are looking for in that industry. Um, Are there entry level jobs that you can do that's going to get your foot in the door where you work yourself up? Um, Knowing what you bring to the table, I think that's very important to discuss, like, what have you accomplished? don't turn down or don't discredit any experience that you've ever had. Like coming out of college, you may not have been paid for the work that you've done, but you have, if you've had an internship, that's experience that you can put on your resume. If you volunteered places, don't ever discredit the work that you've done, even if it wasn't for a paid situation. Figure out a way to expound how you can benefit that company. Put those experiences in some type of chronological order or some type of um, order that shows your career experience on a resume. And then also, honestly, Google look at resumes, see what certain resumes for that industry look like and try to like mirror or figure out the best format in a resume. People are using resume readers in some industries and they're looking for keywords. So you want to be able to, to speak that industry lingo if you worked in that industry. I will say, and I'm not going to like try to say you should lie about any of your experience, but there's some things that you may be able to embellish. So once you get your foot in the door, there's things that you're going to be able to do right away because you have that knowledge and there's going to be things that you're going to have to learn on the job. So you don't want to like out and out 
lie, right? If you are going into the accounting field, like Terry, like you, there's certain things you can't bluff. You've got to be able to speak that jargon. You bet. You got to be able to know certain things before you apply for these jobs. So I would say that even after you finished a degree program, you know, keep yourself current with your industry. Figure out what trade associations you can belong to. Figure out what publications you can get and read and keep yourself knowledgeable about what's going on in your industry. I think that looking for a job is like a forever thing. At some point, you do sat, you do get satisfied with what you're doing, but then, you know, you become at a certain age, you may want to do something different, or you might want to start looking for other work. You've got to always be branding yourself and figuring out what is it that you bring to the table and how do you complement or how can you improve an employer situation? That's something mm -hmm. that you should always be thinking about if you're if you're new to the game, if you're true to the game, if you've been in the game for a long time, what do you bring to the table? All right, thanks, Leslie. So I've been in logistics since I was two, and that makes me in there for about 30 years. And- uh, <laughs> Oh, I like that math. <laughs> you like math, right? <laughs> Very interesting. You know, um, when you talk about corporate America, I don't really know um, if anybody really understands what that is, but there is a game in corporate America. But I'm gonna start out, I started in logistics as a, a typist, a copy typist. They would have some data that needed to be on a form and you had to type it onto the form. We don't have it in the computer in those days. But I had this internal thing that I had to learn and know more. So what I wanna say is if you wanna get into corporate America, don't count yourself out because you don't have this or you don't have that or you didn't go to a four-year school and you don't have a degree, as long as you have a brain and you continuously educate yourself on that particular field, you can get into corporate America and work your way up the ladder, just like I did. I worked from a copy typist up to vice president of a company. And I was traveling and all to sell logistics, importing and exporting, bringing goods all over the world to and from. You have to know your business and you have to always educate yourself stay on your game and always ask for what you want. You know, people are like, oh, I want more money, but I'm afraid to ask. Ask not, get not. That is my philosophy. If you want more money, ask for more money. And if you can't get what you need at the company that you're with, in the position that you're with, see if there's something else that that company's offering in another department that may be a fit, or it might be time for you to look outside of the company. But always, like Leslie said, keep learning. Corporate America is a game. It's a big game, and they have a gig game plan out there. But if you're on top of your game, you will survive in corporate America. I've survived for 30 years in this industry and have done a pretty decent job for myself and for my children. So that's my, my two cents for career working. So I have a question about logistics. Let me hear. What is it? Logistics is defined as movement of things from one place to another. So when you go into your closet and you separate your winter clothes and fold them up and put them in a box and add mothballs for the summer, you did some logistics clearing. That was logistics. You separated your things and you moved them to another place 
and you shipped them out of your area of your closet so that you can get more space for other things to pull in. It's moving things from one place to another, whether it be by air, ocean, train, uh, rail, as in your closet, by hand. So it's just movement, movement of goods. Very good definition. I like that. Thanks. I think every week we should come up with something. Every week, every se every session, I'm sorry. We should come up with something to give back so because I sometimes... Go ahead. Can I ask Terry a question? In yes. terms of counting, what would you recommend for somebody? Like, I remember when I was in high school, I took one or two accounting courses. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going to be an accountant. But when I got to college, it was like, what the hell is this? So what do you recommend for people who want to go into a field but may not have the aptitude? Do you just skip it altogether? Are there other things that you can do outside of being a CPA or a, um, a staff accountant? Like, are there other career fields that somebody could follow? Um, there's a lot of financial fields that you don't have to necessarily be a, a good accountant. You know, there are bankers, there are mortgage lenders, um, there are people that are um, auditors, although some auditors do require, you know, some financial knowledge, um, bookkeepers, people that do taxes. You know, so there's lots of fields in the finance world. If you're pursuing a CPA, though, you really do have to like numbers and like solving word problems. And, you know, it gets on your nerves when you can't find that one penny. If you reconcile your bank statement, you have to really like that if you want to be a CPA. Do people still do that? Reconcile personal accounts. Businesses, I would imagine, yes. But personally, do people still bank reconcile their bank statements? I don't think so. I, I heard something recently that a lady was taking three cents from everybody's bank account at one of the major banks. So can you imagine, because you're not reconciling your account and you don't care if it's 1045 versus 1042? Right. And she was taking three cents from everybody's bank account. And so guess how many millions of millions she stole? Wow. Oh, and it took them a long time to catch her, I bet. Yeah. I mean, they had been doing this for years, but just imagine you were just taking three cents and do, would you miss it? I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss it. Mm -mm. Right. So not, not three cents. I would not miss three cents. Now. It depends on what day of the week it is and what I'm looking for in my account. <laughs> I, I remember when we were younger and my husband would go to the bank and take out $25 and I'd call him right away. Like, what do you do with that $25? Well, yeah, well, yeah twenty five dollars is real. I'm yeah. gonna miss twenty five dollars. Yeah, Amazon, I would any, anywhere between three cents and three dollars. I probably would not be exactly five dollars is my threshold. I see right. Amazon was charging me five dollars and sixty five cents like four times every single month, and I called them. I was like, "You're gonna stop this now, okay?" It's like, "Oh, but it's only five dollars and sixty five cents." You looked at something. I said, "No, I did not right. get rid of it." And right. I had to go back. They would do. I missed it. The first time they did it, but they they had to go back and give me a refund. So yeah, but just imagine if they charged you ten dollars and seventy eight versus ten dollars and seventy five. I'd never realize that. Would probably say, oh, 
they must have changed the tax table or the, the sales tax and there's an extra th three cents sales tax. And there yeah. you go. You do that with thousands of accounts and you're making 30,000 a month stealing three I cents. I say they took month. 8 million. 8 million is what they got. How much? I don't remember the, the number, but I just know that's a lot of money. You work for a major bank and you're taking three cents from everybody's account. That's nobody's looking. No. But the interesting thing is, how do you link that three cents to you personally? Well, you know, that's all about being, you know, most times the people that are stealing the best are the best accountants because they know how to hide it and how to, you know, make sure that the people that are reconciling the accounts are, you know, there's a whole kind of, there's all kinds of science back there. So criminals know how to yeah. do criminal activities. They've learned, right. they've practiced, they have a system. Right. Um, I could tell you some stories when we were offline, but right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it to myself. But my they job. finally did get caught. But yeah, you know, after they probably had a really nice lifestyle for the last 10, 20 years. Wow. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> that is insane, right? It <laughs> it's ingenious, actually. <laughs> I'm tickled because I remember when my oldest son was in grade school and I'm not going to mention any names, but there was this little kid in his class and he all had the flyest sneakers in the gold chain. And he's like, how come I can't have stuff like so-and-so has? And how come I can't get this? And, I... and by the end of that school year, so-and-so mama went to jail for credit card fraud. That's why you can't have that stuff. Yeah, because I'm not willing I'm not to go to jail, to jail so you can have pretty sneakers. Yes. It's crazy. All right, ladies, it's time to wrap this up. It's been real, a little interesting. I will see yeah. you guys next month for my birthday celebration. Virgo season. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> September is coming. Yes, I'm so excited. Tracy, All before right. you tell Cherry that joke about you, but um, that meme that your sister sent you about the Virgos. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a little Virgo in grade school class and it was her birthday. And she brought cupcakes to class. And the teacher said to her, sweetie, um, you only brought 24 cupcakes. There's 30 kids in the class. She said, I don't like all of them. I only like 23 and one is for me. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. Is that you, Tracy? Is that something you would have done? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not giving you a cupcake if I don't like you. Well, that's <laughs> fake. I'm not going to be fake, not because it's polite and it's nice. And then I'll give you a cupcake and you're still going to be mean to me and call me nicknames. Nope. I would definitely That's do why that. My birthday was in the summer and I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> there was never a school party for me. Yeah, we did school parties and we did basement parties. My mother was big on that basement party deal. I remember those days. Those were good days. Yes. Good old yeah. days. All right, guys, I got to go. It's been real. This is Love All Talk. Right. Love Talk for everyday people. Have a good night. Good, good night. night.